Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me for another episode. If you're listening in the Apple world, in the Spotify world, iHeart, wherever you're listening, thank you for tuning in again. If you're watching me here on YouTube, thank you for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel so you are always updated on when there's a new episode or a new video out. I also, I upload these episodes here, but I also upload some of my live videos as well as videos that I record during the week that I may put on social media. I put it on YouTube as well. So you want to catch those as well. So I, again, thank you all for tuning in. I don't believe it's by chance that you are here. You're here for a purpose. There's something that God wants you to hear. There's something for your soul. And I believe you are going to get it today. So let's just open up our heart, open up our mind to receive what God wants to share with us today. I want to ask you, like I usually ask on most of my podcasts, is how is your soul doing? Like, how are you feeling for real, for real, for real, for real? How are you feeling? Is something just is not right? Is something off? Do you feel bothered about something? Does something prick your heart this week or today? Whatever it is, I just want to urge you to take the time and really check it. Be still and sit with God to really understand what it is and where it comes from. Why is it here? God, what do you have to say to me in this place? I'm feeling this way. I need your help. That's usually how my conversations go with Holy Spirit. He is our best friend. He is our father. We can come to him. You know, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. I was sitting outside and just thinking. It's so funny. I was thinking about my own relationship with my father and how I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't really have a close relationship with my father growing up, though I always wanted it. But I learned how to have a close relationship with Holy Spirit. And I saw this, a father and a daughter. She was about maybe six years old, walking down the street, and they were just talking. They were just talking so easily and effortlessly. And a part of my soul was like, gosh, I wish I had that when I was like six or seven years old. You know, it wouldn't feel so difficult to try to have a relationship or a conversation with my dad now. Had I already just had that then and knew how to talk to him then, you know. But then God reminded me, but you have it now. You have it in me. I am your heavenly father. And he's so good. He brought me even a spiritual father, someone who to love on me, even in this earthly, you know, in this flesh, you know, he is our spirit. He is our spiritual father, our heavenly father. And he knows how to love on us. But God is so, so faithful that he knows what we need, that even down here on this earth, he gave me a spiritual father who I can talk to, who loves me, who kisses me on the cheek, everything that I wanted as a girl, like he gave it to me and and someone else. And so I don't know if that's you today, if you feel like maybe 
there's a part of you in your soul you feel like I'm missing something or I wish I had this. I want to tell you that God is so faithful. He is everything you need. But even more than that, he will give you the thing that your heart is desiring for, especially if it lines up with his will. His will is for us to have a relationship with our earthly father. He wants us to know what it feels like to be a daughter that is loved, that can express whatever it is that we're feeling on our hearts and that will receive wisdom. And yeah, sometimes some parents, they don't know how to do that. That wasn't done to them. And I give my dad grace for that. You know, I give him grace for that. I don't feel anything towards him for that. I've learned how to heal and grow past that place. And I just continue to move my mind to a place of, man, look what I do have. It's not that I don't ever feel a certain way or think a certain way of what I didn't have. But then I choose to focus on what I do have right now in God and what he has given me. And so, I don't know, if that's for someone today, I believe that maybe you're feeling like you're missing something or you wish you had something or you're praying for something and God just wants you to know it's already in me and I've already laid it aside for you. You know, continue to seek him, continue to lay before him, continue to just cry out to him, talk to him. And if you don't know how to be a daughter or how to talk to God, I didn't either. (laughs) I kind of just like learned how to have a relationship with God by literally just being honest being honest. And so that brings me to this month's, our series is on breaking the victim mentality. And for us to break the victim mentality, I always like to start with the first stage. And that is to be honest. We got to be honest with self and we got to be honest with God, right? We got to come to him and tell him what's going on, right? That is us locating where we're at. This is where I'm at, God. That way we can now position and posture ourselves to say, this is where I'm at, but this is not where I want to stay. I know you have a better way, God. I know there's a better way and I want your way. I want your healing. I want your path. I want your life, the life that you have for me. That's what I want. When we just start in a place of being honest with God, but we're being honest not to complain Not to just dump everything on God, but we're being honest because it's like, help me in this place. (laughs) Help me, God. And then a second stage, which we hit on last week, is called find the root. Find the root to it. Okay, I've been honest about this with God and with myself. God, help me to find the root of where this is coming from. Why do I have this victim mentality? What is it that happened in my past or in a childhood that probably traumatized me or hurt me? or maybe where I was betrayed or abandoned, what happened to bring on this type of mentality? And I'm going to tell you, God is so faithful. He will show you. We just have to ask. We just have to ask. And be prepared when you ask. God is going to, he's going to answer you. He's going to answer you. And I shared on last week's episode, I won't get into it now, but I say go back and watch that episode or listen to that episode. I just share how God you know, he really revealed to me where some of my own victim mentality came from. But not only did he reveal where it came from, and there were several things that happened to me, but God revealed the identity that I kind of just cemented in my soul from the things that happened to me, how I saw myself. And one of the things was I just saw myself as small, as someone who don't have a voice, someone who was insignificant, didn't matter. 
you know, and that's the root that you want to get to is the root identity of how you see yourself. And so this week is called uprooted. It's we're uprooting that mentality and to uproot a mentality, we need God's word to do it. And so really, I want to give you things that I've been doing to help just renew my mind and refresh my soul in this place of where I have just thought from a victim mindset. I've responded to life. I've responded to people and situations from this victim mentality. And so there's three things, three ways to uproot the victim mentality. Okay, so first, let's just start off with what a victim is, just a definition. And a victim is a person who has been attacked, injured, robbed, or killed by someone else. Last week, I mentioned how that word killed just stood out to me because it just means like to destroy, you know, to be done away with. And who does that sound like? That sounds like the enemy. That sounds like the enemy. He comes to still kill and destroy. And so when I just read this, robbed, just stood out to me. And again, the enemy, he comes to kill still. He comes to rob. And so if we remain in a a state where we have a victim mentality, we are being robbed. I'm not saying by the enemy, but we're being robbed even by our own self because we're not doing the work to allow ourselves to break free. We are being robbed of the life that God intended for us to have. And I don't want you to be robbed. I don't want you to live beneath your privileges. I don't want you to live beneath your citizenship of heaven. I want you to know that you have a rightful place to live free and as God's child. So don't allow remaining in a place where you just see yourself as a victim, where you see yourself small, where you see yourself as this little girl who's going to get hurt, or a little girl who this person's going to leave again. No, it's time for that little girl to grow up. Anything that the enemy has destroyed or killed or robbed, you accepting Jesus in your life again and receiving the Holy Spirit again, guess what? He's giving you everything you need to make you whole. God's peace makes you whole. His love makes us whole. It heals us. We have everything we need. We just have to tap into it and choose to believe it. I don't know if you remember at the beginning of this mess, this series, I talked about a story about elephants who were chained when they were young with a small rope. And they kept on that small rope until they were adult elephants. And once the, I guess the rope came off, in their mind, though the rope wasn't there, Though you're not in the situation anymore, though you're no longer a little girl, your mind is still stuck into being a little girl. Just as the adult elephant was stuck to being a young elephant, thinking they're still tied by this rope. And so in their minds, they can't go anywhere. They can't move. This thing is too big for me. It's too tight for me. And God is trying to get someone to understand that is not even there anymore. What you're fearing that's going to happen to you is not there. God is not going to let it happen. And guess what? If it does, you're strong enough to handle it. You're strong enough to go through it because guess what? God is with you. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear 
evil. Why? Not because I'm strong enough. Not because I know how to fight. Not because, oh, I've been through this before and I know what to do. Because I have experience. Because I have degrees. Because I know how to talk in tongues. He said, no, because God is with me. God is with me. And so if we can believe that it's because of who we're with, if we can choose to believe, nah, I got God on my side. I don't have to be scared of this thing. I don't have to respond this way anymore. God is with me. I can walk through this. I can step up to the stage. I can step up to the mic. I can be the mom. I can be the parent, right? I can be the daughter. I can be the entrepreneur. I can be the wife. Whatever it is that you're fearing, whatever is going on in your soul, I can be whole. I can be fearless. I can be confident. I can be secure because God is with me. I just want you to declare that right now. Whatever your thing is, I'm going to say mine, but you're going to say yours. I know we do confessions at the end, but I just feel this right now. I'm going to say my thing and you're going to say yours. And the end of it is because God is with me. I can be confident and I will be whole because God is with me. What is that thing that your heart desires the most? What is the thing that you want that could be hindering you or stopping you from doing whatever? Declare that that you can, you will walk through it. You will see that thing because God is with me. Take the pressure off of you. Put it on God. So let's get into like, you know, these three steps to uprooting this place, this victim mentality, you know, the three stages through getting refreshing, getting rest that God, I feel like he's taking me through each time I've come to a place in my soul where I'm like, I got to deal with this. I always noticed I had to do these three things and that's be honest, find the root, uproot it. So we're in the part of uprooting it. And I wanted to give you like three simple things for you to take with you to say, hey, these are the things I'm going to work on. I'm going to make sure I do these things and remember this. So one of the first things I want to tell you is that you need the Holy Spirit. Just finish saying that it's because God is with us. We can't do it on our own. We can't change ourselves. We can't transform ourselves. We can't renew ourselves. We can't refresh ourselves. We need the Holy Spirit. And throughout this whole series, I've been just as much as God has given me, that's the main thing that I've really been trying to put in front of your face. Like, be honest, be honest with God. Find the root, have God help you find the root. (laughs) So here in the place of uprooting it, in the place of where we want to change our mentality, want to renew our mind, we need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, he will show you, again, the area where you may be thinking in a place of a victim. He may show you the area of where you've been stuck as a little girl. He may show you areas. <laughs> he may be several like me, where things happened to me as a little girl and I needed to grow up in it. Just recently, and I shared this last week about how I just asked God and I encourage you to ask God, where have I been stuck as a little girl? Where have I not matured? Where have I just remained in this place in my mind that I'm still here because God knows our heart. He reveals the secrets and the things that goes on within our soul. And I'm like, God, I need your help. Well, he did that. And on several different occasions, like showing me 
different things in my childhood that happened to me as a girl that affected the way that I saw myself. But he took me back in a place of, honestly, where I could experience it almost like supernaturally. But my mind was as if my mind is now. It was like seeing myself again as a child. And so it made me look at my past differently. It made me look at what I went through differently. It made me reevaluate the way that I thought in that moment of feeling belittled, in that moment of feeling shamed. I looked at it from God's perspective. The way that I would look at it now, seeing that that happened to that little girl. And I realized, number one, that stuff, I allowed it to make me who I am. I allowed it to name me, to make my identity as this insecure person, this not enough, small, insignificant person. And I was wrong. God showed me how special I was, how purposeful I was. And the beautiful thing out of all, God was there. He was there with me. He saw what happened to me. No, God doesn't want things to happen to us, but he does give us free will. He does give people free will. And with that free will, sometimes we're going to be on the other end of people's hurt. And sometimes people are going to be on the other end of our hurt. And so one thing that I catched in my soul was that's not who I was. That's not who I am. And that God was with me. Since I was a little girl, he was with me when I got hurt. He was with me when I felt everything I felt. He knew what happened to me. But still, he's like, I love you. I'm still going to be faithful to you because I know who you are. I know who you are. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, in that place of asking the Holy Spirit, hey, where have I been stuck? Where have I not grown up as a girl into a woman? Show me, God, because I want to move from a victim place to an overcomer, to your child where I see myself securely. And God will show you. Also, one thing I wanted to mention is that he, not only will he show you area where you need to change your mindset from looking at things happening to you, looking at things where you're going to suffer somehow or where we make everything about us and it may not even be about us. He will also lead you to truth. His Holy Spirit will lead you to truth. And that is part of uprooting the place of that victim mentality. You see, we can't tell ourselves, I'm not going to think like that. We can tell ourselves that, but that doesn't have power to uproot something that has been there for 20, 30 years. Not, oh, I shouldn't think this way. I'm going to try to think positive. I'm going to try to think this way. No, we need God's word. <laughs> we need God's word. And then I just want to read this in John 16 and 13. It says, when the spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. See, victim mentality remains in a past state, a state of mind that's in the past. It's locked up. That's why I say that little girl, maybe something happened to a little girl, maybe an older girl. I don't know. But God wants to lead you into your future. He wants to lead you into truth. You need truth in order to be led into your future to know who you are. And so as God will lead you there, he will do it by the word. Truth is found in the word of God, whether it's you're reading the word in the Bible or whether God speaks the word to you. Truth is found in the word of God. Truth is not found in positive affirmations. I just have to say that. I do. I'm all for positive affirmations. I'm not against it. But 
If you notice and you've been rocking with me for a while, my confessions are not positive affirmations. My confessions is the word of God. They are the word of God. I believe God's word brings healing. His word brings strength. His word brings renewal of the mind. His word is powerful. He is the word. And Jesus came, the word, the word became flesh. The word became Jesus. That's Jesus. Our word, what we read, what we meditate on is Jesus. There's nothing, no one more powerful than him. And so I just want to encourage you that let's find truth to the mentality, the victim mentality that you adopted. So me, I felt small. I felt insignificant, like I didn't matter. And the truth that the Holy Spirit led me to was that he loved me. Now that's the word of God. And he began to shower his love on me. I mean, every song I would listen to, it was about God loving you, the love of God, the things I would read, the messages I would hear about God's love and God's faithfulness. God was showing me and wanted me to get it rooted down in my heart and my soul that he loved me, that that's my identity. That's the truth that I replace with whatever lie that I believed about myself then. And when you begin to accept and believe God's truth, you now, he's going to tell you your future. You can see like, oh my gosh, this is who I am. This is what I was meant to do. God will lead you to truth and he will show you, he will tell you your future because your future is way more than what you've been through in your past. And so when God leads you to truth, the second thing, so one, we need the Holy Spirit. Number two, we have to choose to believe the truth. We have to choose to believe it. Everything in your soul is going to say, this is a death trap. <laughs> Everything in your soul is going to say, run, cave in, hide, avoid, snap back. You know, your soul is so used to being triggered to certain things that you're going to go back to that place. But we have to choose to believe the truth, even when our soul, our flesh, our body don't feel it. I mean, I'm telling you, this is work. This is work. We have to choose to believe it. We have to choose to say, no, I am a child of God. I'm loved by him. He protects me. He watches over me. He is faithful to me. He is my shield. We have to believe his word. We have to speak his word. We have to be intentional. I wrote this down. You have to be intentional. Meaning if you know the triggers, if you know the things where you get to a place where you go to that place in your mind where you know you want to respond as someone who doesn't want to get hurt, who wants to stay away from this. You have to be intentional to go ahead and say, you know what? This is the things that trigger me, but this is what I'm going to choose to believe. This is what I'm going to choose to say. This is what I'm going to choose to speak. This is my choice. My choice, I'm going to believe this. As much as everything in me that says that I need to be quiet in those moments that I just need to not sit down, I don't need to speak up for myself, I'm going to choose to believe that my voice is heard. I am important. My voice is valuable because I'm valuable. And I'm valuable because I'm God's treasure possession. I'm God's chosen. I'm his child. His word calls me beloved. 
And it does. You can speak those things. And in that moment, you have to choose to know I'm believing this. This is what I'm believing. So I know you don't want to believe this. I know you feel this, but this is what I'm going to choose to believe. All right. So what's going to help you in this part of choosing to believe the truth is that you got to get truth in you as much as possible. You have to get truth in you, whether it's through worship, songs that are filled with God's truth, his word, whether it's through devotions, you're on your Bible app and you want to go and listen and, and read my devotion, Rest for the Soul, five-day devotion on version Bible app, by the way. But whatever devotion you read, just getting God's word in you daily, or you're listening to sermons and messages on YouTube, or your pastor, or going to church, you know, however, continue to get God's truth in you. When you are filling yourself up on other things, listening to other things, getting things in your ear gates, excuse me, your eye gates, when Everything else is in there, but truth, guess what's going to come out of you when you get triggered again? Everything else you don't put in there or the way you used to handle things. But when we continue to fill our mind, we continue to watch things that's going to fill us up with God's truth, God's spirit, his love, mercy, peace. When we continue to listen to things that's filled again with his love, mercy, peace, the things that his truth, his word, when we're filling ourselves up with that constantly and daily, and now there's a new root. There's something that's growing down on the inside of me and something else is coming out. We're uprooting that place, but we're also rooting something new in. See, God's word is what's powerful enough to snatch up that mentality. And I have to say it like that because when you have been conditioned to believe something for so long, it can become so much a part of you that you really believe is you, the way you think this is just you, and then it's grasped a hold of your soul, that the only thing powerful enough to uproot it is God's word, is God's word. So when you're constantly putting truth in, you're constantly renewing your mind with, oh, this is God is saying, I have to forgive. I have to forgive. I have to keep peace between the, like this. When those things you're meditating on, you're singing about, oh my God, God loves me. God is faithful to me, his promises, these people to his promise. When I'm continually filling myself up with that, that's starting to grab a hold of the lies that I believe. And you're choosing, I'm choosing, no, I'm going to believe this. Now there's no room for that other stuff to say. It has to start leaving. It has to go. So I say, choose to believe the truth and be intentional with those places that you know you're triggered to respond in a way that you should. Right? So, and lastly, Allow yourself to be uncomfortable. Allow yourself to be uncomfortable. We run and we hide and we cower. We fall apart when we start to experience uncomfort. And I want to tell you, it's okay to be uncomfortable. You're not the only one who is. Some of the, and I don't know why just this just came to my mind. Some of the most successful people that we see I think a lot of times we just think that they don't have no fear at all. But I'm going to tell you, they went through a lot of uncomfortable moments, uncomfortable transitions to get to where they're at. And right now, I believe there's someone on here who's wanting success, who's wanting to do more. But you're afraid of being uncomfortable. You're afraid of being in certain spaces and around certain people and having certain conversations And so because of that uncomfort, it's like you yield to uncomfort. 
And if you're yielding to uncomfort, then that's something that is a God. That is something that is over you. And God has to be more, more powerful. God has to be lifted up higher. God has to be reverenced more in your heart to where I love God so much. If he told me to do this and it don't make any sense at all, I'm going to do it because I trust God. I love God. And it's going to be uncomfortable. God's going to call us to some uncomfortable things. But when our heart is for him, when we love him, we know how much he loves us. All we want to do is please him and obey him, even at the cost of uncomfort. And so we got to allow ourselves to be uncomfortable. When you are in a place of you're wanting to be healed, you wanted to be set free. And a lot of it is because of what you have believed about yourself. When you begin to believe something different, to believe God's truth, and your body, your soul, your flesh is not with it, it's uncomfortable. Because you're going to be put in positions where in how you used to respond would be this way. But now it's like, no, I can't respond that way. But I want to. My soul, my body is saying that I should because this is not a good place, Shawanda. But if I'm choosing to believe, guess what? I got to stand firm. I got to follow what God says. I have to choose truth over my feelings. I have to choose truth over the lie that my feelings is trying to tell me. So if you get uncomfortable, that's not an alert to run. It's an alert that says that you need to be renewed in that area. It's an alert that says I need to choose to believe something else in this area. So maybe you need to take a moment. And really be honest about the things that make you feel uncomfortable. And again, choose a truth that you're going to believe and choose the way you're going to respond. And you may not get it right tomorrow or the day after or next week. But I say, don't you give up. You continue to choose to believe this truth. I have been through some things and I wish I could put it all out now, but not yet. But it's coming. I've been through some things in my relationship now that I'm back with. He was previously my ex-husband. And a lot of, you know, infidelity and lies and secrets had happened over our 10-year marriage. And now being back together, it has triggered a lot of things. And I have been very uncomfortable. But I had to learn that if I'm going to move into a place of newness in my relationship with him. If I'm going to move into a place of what God has already spoken over us, I have to choose to believe something more powerful than the power of these feelings. I have to choose to believe something different. I have to choose to believe truth. I have to choose to believe God's truth because sometimes we are so used to feeling a certain way that we have made it truth. It's probably little T truth, but it's not big T truth. And we need to respond off a big deep truth. What is God saying? You need the Holy Spirit, number one. Number two, choose to believe what he tells you. He says, nope, you loved. Nope, you're cared for. Nope, you're forgiven. I know what happened to you, but I've forgiven that person. I'm not forgiving you. You have nothing to be ashamed of. I created you. You are a masterpiece. And three, hey, it's going to get uncomfortable. Allow yourself to be uncomfortable. It's a temporary uncomfort to get you to the place of comfortable. Don't forfeit your healing. Don't forfeit your renewal of your mind because you feel uncomfortable. That's all I really have to say. You know, it's a training of the soul. It's work. Holy Spirit does his part, but we got to do our part. 
And I pray that this message has blessed you today. I pray that you have received something from it. Let me know in the comments how you feel if you're watching on YouTube, like if this bless you in any type of way, or if there's something you're saying, hey, I'm going to take this back with me. I'm going to start doing this. And if you're listening, head over to YouTube, put something in the comments as well. I would love to just hear your feedback, see your feedback. Okay. And so now let's get ready for our confessions for the soul. And so just take a moment, breathe, and we're going to choose to believe this truth that we're going to speak of our souls. So repeat after me. I am not chained to what I've been through. I am not my pain. I choose to allow God's word to change the way I think so that God can transform me into a new person. I will not walk constantly afraid of punishment, but I will let God's love permeate the depths of my soul until fear is no more. Because I am new in Christ, I am victorious. Amen, amen. And amen. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30 day devotional, Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, you want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.